All right, we are already recording, apparently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good start. Good start. <laughs> You're welcome. Back, back at it again at the Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Are you gesturing again? Uh, I'm doing a, I'm doing a huzzah. Of of sorts. Because uh, we've been gone for a bit. Yeah. Some fucking asshole had to catch COVID. <laughs> we had a Verona hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I spent a week laid up in bed. Dead. Two weeks, actually. Uh, well, the first week I was dead. Uh, I, I forget. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I, I, I keep thinking that I've been out of commission for two weeks. I've been out of commission for a month. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the entire first week I have no memory of. Because I, I, was, I was running a fever. I was uh, congested and foggy and it sucked. Uh, it, was, it was pretty bad. It it sucked, but uh, I, I I got off easy and lucky. <laughs> Giggity. Uh, my my aunt, who had much worse symptoms than me, has has yet to recover her stamina for the most part. Uh, she's and still, you would know this because she lives next door, and I see her frequently. Oh, I was making a worse joke than uh, that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but boy, boy, oh boy, am boy, I boy howdy. Boy, howdy, ladies and gentlemen. Am I excited to be back? Welcome back. Because we saw a movie today. Dun, dun, dun. And boy, howdy, did I have such a great time because I got to do it with my best friend, Jack. Fist bump. (laughs) Don't fist me. Ow. (laughs) That that hurt my soul to hear. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. No, see, remember when last night you knuckled me? Hold up. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> don't, don't take that out of context. So my brother and I used to do a thing where we'd like bash our knuckles against each other to yes. see who um, was a, a bigger wuss. I, of course I it was me. It, I remember it by the name Bloody Knuckles. Yeah, I know. I, uh, it, we never really had a name for it. We just like would fucking like just bam. The rules were slightly different. Um, so... We've, we, we, were, we had lofty ideas for how we were going to approach the growth of the podcast with audience interaction. And I feel this is probably a good time to just do a nice, soft reboot of the show and just start again from scratch. From so, scratch. So uh, we, we talked about what movie we were going to do. We were going to be doing Rocket Man and then Bill and Ted just to be topical, but then that's kind of all gone out the window. Yeah, with him so dying. We figured, we figured might as well... Just, just, ha- just, just have just fun with have it. Have fun with it, which was the Why intent. Not? The intel, the entire intent of this sh- uh, podcast was to be having fun, loosey goosey, loosey goosey, <laughs> as loose as a goose can get. <laughs> All loopy goopy. Ew, uh, that sounds inappropriate. So, in my, in my, <laughs> in my month of being dead, dead. I, I rewatched. Avatar The Last Airbender on Same Netflix though, but right before The Legend of Korra dropped and then binged watched. I didn't finish it. I finished it. I fucking love it so far. I'm going mm-hmm. I'm going to be finishing it soon. Better cuz I can't wait to actually have a conversation with you about it. And then I discovered that M Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender was on Netflix. Shyamalan. 2010's box office disaster. Destruction. Now, <laughs> um there are so many Opinions already floating around out there. It is well documented what people feel about this movie. <laughs> and I, I, I teased Jack 
during the uh, the smoke break, as it were, between recording and watching. <laughs> Jacqueline. What? On Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Can you guess what this movie was scored? <clears throat> well, my initial uh, response was 23. Okay. On IMDb, it has a user score out of 4 out of 10. 4 out of... <laughs> that's, that, now, that's on IMDb. I am... Not, not, not the most accurate because that's a user score. Mm-hmm. Does that does that sway your twenty three percent? It sounds about right. Wait, four out of ten? Yeah, four out of ten. That's about forty percent. Yeah, it's half of where I was going. But Rotten continue. Tomatoes gave this movie five out of a hundred. It has a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> if, if for any reason you do not understand how Rotten Tomatoes operates, it is an aggregate review site. It itself, you know, there are review people that write reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. However, the score a Rotten Tomato a movie received from Rotten Tomatoes is um, they take all of the publicly written critic reviews uh, for a movie and just boil them down to did this reviewer like the movie? If they did, if they generally did it, that is a yes and that's a one. If they didn't, that's a zero. They average it out into a percentage of how many critics liked the movie, which is why you'll see terrible movies get like a 30 to a 50%, which is like not the worst score. This got 5%. <laughs> and we, we must address the fact that there are, lots of point, there are lots of contentious points about this movie from fans of the show. Mm-hmm. And watching the show recently, before mm-hmm. I even knew the show was, the, before I knew the movie was on Netflix. Netflix. I remembered watching the movie in theaters. Jack saw a car and got distracted. I get distracted easily. Um, when, I, when I was watching the show on Netflix, before I knew the movie was on Netflix, I was thinking about the first time I saw it in theaters and remembering how, how frustrated I was because watching the show, the structure is there. It seems so simple to, to adapt. Well, in the movie's defense, which I'm not trying to, but... <laughs> Making a movie is hard. Okay, well, yeah. That's not where I was going. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't interrupt me. Let me talk. So, book one. Just just book one in, a, in and of itself <clears throat> had a lot of storyline to go from to condense down into a movie. Like... A lot of things that didn't really get to make the cut in the movie. Um, counterpoint, book one had a lot of filler. Like a lot of filler. Well, yeah, but that's just like setting up the characters and setting up the yeah. storyline in and of itself. But if, if we were to do a, a good old review of Binger Purge on Avatar, I would say that season one, you can skip like half of the season. I liked all of it. I think the second half of season one is really where it's at. Well, I liked the the setting it up, like the setting up the characters, who these people are and how they relate to each other. How they relate to each other. And how they... It, it continues to grow to throughout relate. the... It, it, it continues to grow throughout the, the series. 
yeah, uh, we, we see these characters evolve over three seasons. And it masterfully produced, wonderfully written, performed, and the animation and the, the, the art style of the show, it all worked so perfectly together. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, having worked in theater, how hard it is to produce something how many moving parts there are to something. So I understand when adapting something for a new medium, things can get a little fakakta, for lack of a better word. Fakakta. There are so many things, so many moving pieces, that you can sometimes, if not given proper direction, you will be left with a a mess of an amalgamation of elements that will resemble vaguely a movie. I feel like I should have watched the movie first and then watched the series. Watch, watch the series again. You will have, I've already just seen, I literally just, okay. We, we, we yeah. just binged both, um, Avatar and Korra. Okay. Or Air, the last airbender and legend of Korra both and finished it. We, went, we made it farther than you. Yeah, because I started doing other things. Like working. Yeah, and streaming on twitch.tv slash Wonderbird. Wonderbird. I, I pronounce it as Wonderbeard in my head. It, it, that's, that's the idea. It's Wonderbread without syllables. It's Wonderbird. 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 Anywho, it's... <laughs> I'm like and, your only follower on there. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a few more now. Three? I've got seven. 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 That's uh, the, your lucky number. That is a lucky number, is, if you believe in luck, which I, which I do because I believe I have terrible luck. Yeah, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm a, I have terrible luck, man. You're a sad little duck. Yeah. To, to bring it back to the point that I was alluding to, <laughs> when lacking proper direction. Direction. And <clears throat> this movie, The Last Airbender, has probably the worst... Worst director it could have had. The worst writer, producer, director in M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. To, uh, to his defense, this is probably his best screenplay. Mm. Because his screenplays are usually terrible, he had a source material to work off of this time. <laughs> which creativity works within constraints. So given that he had those constraints, the screenplay itself is not the worst thing about this movie. In fact, I don't think it's... It's a lot of little things, really. You can't say... You can't say, oh, the kid was a terrible casting choice for Ong. Mm. You can't say that... You can't say that... Honestly, he was adorable. I just wanted to pinch his chubby little cheeks. His chubby little baby cheeks. And you can't say that the music was terrible because in many parts the music was serviceable. It was okay. The music itself was good, but in the context of the scenes, not so much. Yes. I have a, I have a major point about that. We can get to later though. Um, and really the only thing that I think I can't say the only thing, but one of the major things is just the directing. It is incredibly evident that this movie just had the worst possible direction. There are, there are several moments where, there are fleeting glimpses of a good movie, of a good thing here. There are just whispers of competence and talent. There are moments where the action and the music and things just align in a proper way. 
you know, the opening of the movie is a quiet, you know how much I like quiet in a movie, uh, <laughs> a quiet uh, vignette of the four benders recreating the opening of the show. And that is one of the, that is like the most promising part of the movie where you feel this is going to be a live action version of The Last Airbender. And then it goes into a scrolling text narration read by a child actress and it's it's bland, it's dry, it's boring. The, the, the air fire nation, nation, the fire nation, the earth. We don't even, you know. All that shit. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really struggling to say we don't even get the whole the fire nation attacked thing. Because I don't want to hold this to its source material. That's a bummer, though. That's 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 the whole thing that sets up the that you know. Yes, that's the whole conflict. Is the Fire Nation attacked? That's that's the inciting incident of the entire series. the The Fire Nation attacks and the Avatar vanished. That's that is the whole that's the whole thing that leads to the Hundred Year War and the Fire Nation being dicks to people. And I don't want to hold this to its source material because as controversial as it may seem, I feel that when you adapt something, you aren't moving something from one place to another. You are creating something. You are still making your own thing, even if it's a version of something that exists. So there are some things that people hated, like the shuffling of the races, the races of the different uh, nations how the water tribe were all white people, which I I understand is whitewashing and that's bad. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, and making the clearly Japanese and Asian-influenced uh, Fire Nation into Indian and just kind of the catch-all roughly Asian-looking Earth, uh, Earth, Bindle, uh, Earth Kingdom. Uh, they, them shuffling that, they stuck with it. And At least they that had was continuity. Their, they did. That's about it. And in that, we did get the one good casting choice in this movie, which was for Zuko. Zuko. Zuko in in in, I in don't the like, universe. I don't like the. I don't like their choice of, like they needed his scar needed to be more prominent. He was right. literally fucking, like, marred, and it was for all to see, you know. Right, which is what, which is a different issue because. When you strip away the effects and the makeup, much like if you take away the animation, you're left with the actor's performance, which is just his voice. And the actor for Zuko in the cartoon was kind of just, for the first season at least, the one note of my honor, the Avatar. And that got translated very well. <laughs> A little obsessive and rather annoying, isn't it? Which he was. was. Exactly that. <laughs> However, by doing that and by... I, I really do think his my performance. Honor, the Avatar. It must be the Avatar. Right. And I, <laughs> Jack brought that up of, oh, there's a light. It must be the Avatar. That's exactly what happens in the cartoon. He was banished and for years has been looking for the Avatar. Everything out of place to him could have been the Avatar. So uh, seeing a light and thinking it's the Avatar, that's just what he did. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he had the most complete character arc out of every other character in the movie. I don't necessarily see it like that. I don't see like... You don't see characters? You, you don't see arcs? 
No, that's not what I meant. I don't see race. You're colorblind. Uh, Let's erase care. all of your identity because I'm colorblind. <laughs> I don't care if she's. I don't care if they're if if she's if she's white, black, brown, purple. I you hate would when freak people the do fuck that. Out if she was purple, I no. I would be stoked. I'd be like, where are you come? Where'd you come from? Hey, uh, can I touch your skin? <laughs> You're purple. Did you paint yourself? That's pretty cool. So to 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 rein it in, what I was saying was. The failing of the cosmetic department, you know, the the failing of the design of the makeup and his how 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 Zuko looked in the movie. I'm glad they didn't give just, him a stupid ponytail. Yeah, they. I, I hated the ponytail. <laughs> I hated Zuko's look until he, he grew his hair. He was bald out. with a ponytail. Right. I hated his look until he grew his hair out. <laughs> and without those constraints, there was nothing obscuring the fact that this actor who played Zuko did a decent job. Yeah. He was definitely the the kind of like agitated emo kid that I I attribute to being Zuko from the cartoon. Yeah, and then we also we also meet um, General Zhao, who takes over the hunt for the Avatar. Uh, you know, they they go through the motions of the show, which is Zuko captures the Avatar, brings him on the ship. Av- Ong gets away. Ang. Ong gets away. Ang. And. They bring in Zhao, and he gets displaced, and Zuko's running on the on the loose with his uncle Iro, Iro. trying to catch the Avatar. Avatar. I love this bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Katara and Sokka are traveling uh, the Earth Kingdom, freeing the Earthbenders from their tyranny. And um, you know, as far as pacing goes, they condensed the first few episodes into ten minutes, and it feels rushed. It was annoying. They took one of the greatest episodes of season one, which was busting the Earthbenders out of the uh, the the Fire Nation prison that was a metal thing mm-hmm. in the water. They turned that into a, you're in a place full of rock, fighting dudes that can bend fire, and you outnumber them, and you have more ammunition than them. That's another thing. The 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 Firebenders requiring fire to bend fire. I actually really appreciated that, to me, be honest. Me too. People, people shit on that just from the trailer, and I understand you're you you're you're seeing a thing different than the thing that you you expected. <laughs> you're seeing the thing that didn't match the thing, so now you don't like the thing. However, Do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. He's my favorite. <laughs> Julie, do the thing. <laughs> Oh boy, he's my favorite. I love him. Oh yeah, he gets better, and then he gets <sighs> bad, and then he gets oh. better again. Well, he's very I self-serving. Yeah. He's very self-serving. But he did bad before he got good. Oh yeah, it kind of he, he was a, he, he was a villain a for a little and, bit. Oh, he totally goes back and forth quite a bit. He tried to kill the president. Anywho, that's a that's a that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, one of the things that people shit on the most is uh, the Earthbenders. They do this big show of stomping and. These martial arts movements and a single pebble flies at the dudes. That's hysterical, actually. It, it's, it was funny. It was hilarious. It's like, dude, he threw a pebble at me. What the fuck, man? Oh, my God. The dude, that dude who was arresting the kid who said, he earth bent pebbles at us. It really hurt. That dude was like <laughs> so fucking badass looking and like he was so powerful and commanding in his performance it was so funny <laughs> that actually was great Spo- I'll admit spoilers it. for the second half of this podcast i enjoy this movie 
<laughs> it's better now that you've just kind of let the let the anger of the like yeah not holding so true to the cartoon. Ten years ago, this was the big adaptation of one of the greatest cartoons ever made. This was the first of three movies. Supposedly. Su- no, not supposedly. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan was going to produce, uh, direct, write three <sighs> movies for Nickelodeon. Bum, bum, bum. And people were pissed because they didn't want, they didn't want it to go on. And I understand. I, I get it. I, yeah, I totally it's, get that. It's, it's, it's a very controversial take on, on the series. However, you know, there, time, has, time has healed the wounds. <laughs> I'm no longer... A 17-year-old in a theater watching this with my friends who, who watched the show together. I'm a 28-year-old man, and my friends <laughs> with a badass are... beard. You Not... think it's badass? No, bad ass beard. You leave my ass beard out of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, time has healed the wounds of what the show has done, and and it can't hurt us anymore. It feels like you're watching a nightmare over again. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying it can't hurt you anymore. If you if you hated this movie when it came out, rewatch it. I understand it. it. Re rewatch it with the scope of it cannot hurt you anymore. There are some some unintentionally hilarious things in this movie. Get a friend. Get a little tipsy. Or whatever, or whatever substance you'd prefer to use. And, and watch this movie and just laugh. Preferably of the legal kind. I saw this movie in theaters. It hurt me. Jack had never seen this movie. I'm good we, with it. I think it's funny. It's ba- it's, we joked the entire time. Yeah, there are some parts that are just so bad that it's like, okay, this is fucking funny. <laughs> right. And, and wow, I get, what, I get what made it unpopular and controversial. However, there is some shit that worked. The when when uh when Ong gets captured by the <clears throat> when Ong gets captured <laughs> by the Fire Nation. Thank you. Uh and Zuko goes in as the blue spirit. That was dope. I actually really the, liked that. They're they're like there's like a fucking tank. I got stoked for there's a minute. A, there's there. a fucking tank that's driving uh into the prison. And it's a shot of the fucking treads, which in this kind of world would make sense. Like, you want to show the treads because it's like a, a, a technological marvel. So it's like you're not expecting it. And then, bam, fucking Blue Spirit shows, it, shows that he's like hanging on the bottom of this tank. It was awesome. <laughs> and, he, and he busts into the prison and frees the Avatar. Avatar. And, and, and Ong does his, fi- and- his, his airbending shit against the, the, fire, the fire guards. And it's a little, it's a little weird. Like, it's a little... It's... You can tell he was like on a string or on like a harness or something. You can, it's, it want, I wanted it to be seamless. You right. know, I was hoping the flow would be more natural and more seamless. There's a lot of uh, buildup to the bending in this movie. Too much buildup, to be it honest. Makes it, feel, it makes almost, the bending feel slow. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to do 38 arm movements and you'll just see a little whoosh. What do you do? And, and, and. I don't think that's a bad thing. It bothered me. It really did. Because, like, Uh, like, there was too much buildup for not enough power behind the buildup. In in Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang was one of the most powerful beings on the planet. He was able to produce gusts and typhoons 
from nothing because he was so powerful. But he was um, also just 10 years old. He was also a kid. He was the avatar. He was, you know, the master of the elements or he was going to be. And the Fire Lord was, the Fire Nation was overpowered. They needed to be nerfed and the movie did nerf them. Yeah, I do agree with that. Part. I don't think that's, I don't think that it's entirely a bad thing because even if it took a windup to produce a gust of wind strong enough to not, to knock a dude over. That's still fucking impressive. Yeah, but within that windup, why are they just standing there? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the flaw to this point. Like, if I, I see someone winding up to hit me, I'm gonna fucking go in and tackle them motherfuckers or something. Chuck a chuck a rock at them. Throw a knife. My boomerang. Whatever. Punch them in the dick. Yeah, just do a little hayapo. Hmm. A thump. And um, the the windup. It, it makes it feel like there's a weight to what they're doing. It makes it believable in a sense that they're performing uh, otherworldly fantastical acts of magic. Of sorts. Of sorts. While the cartoon did a better job of showing that this was, um, this was just a thing that they did and it was a part of their world, the last Airbender movie, it kind of makes it seem like magic, which they... They talked about it being in the cartoon. It was a form magic. of magic. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was also just a part of everyday life. Yeah. To me, so a lot of it is more, it's supposed to be like a spiritual connection to the, the elements that you're born into, basically, is what I was to understand. Yeah. So like some people had that spiritual connection and some people just didn't. And that's why the benders existed was because they were able to tap into that spiritual connection, even if... Even if they didn't realize that they were, they had that connection just innate. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. They were. They had the connection to the spirit to the spirit world, in, and in, in, to, in, in, in to very their, their specific element. Uh, whatever. You know, uh, Legend of Korra does kind of allude to that and how the benders came to exi- into existence. Oh yeah, no, they go into a full the full yeah the full story. the first Avatar. Oh, you saw that part? Yeah, finally. That was like season two. Oh. oh, no, that was the beginning of season three. Oh, this. No. Oh, God, I don't remember. But, I've, but I did see it, yes. Okay. <laughs> there are flaws with this movie. Mm-hmm. In the first minutes, I said, this shot looks terrible. The background it looks it was, horrible. It looked like, you know, when... Okay, so I'm going to use my work for an example. So <laughs> I get conference calls with my boss... Sometimes he likes to play around with his webcam. And no, don't give me that look. That's not what I mean. <laughs> so it, sometimes he'll put like little backgrounds on his, like it, it'll look like he's in a fancy library or like uh, at a beach or something, you know, okay. in, in front of a green screen. And it's sincerely obvious that that's not really behind him. And that's what I was getting at. Right. <laughs> that, that scene was absolutely yes. painfully the, obvious. That the that entire was... southern water sequence, which is only about 15 minutes, horrible, horrible green screening. There's a couple of shots that are pretty decent, but it is jarring how, how bad some of the shots are and how horrible some of the line readings are in the first minutes of this movie. Yeah. And the first time we hear Ong speak... Ang. It feels awkward, awkward and bad. They're trying to capture him as that that idea that that Ang in the cartoon was a happy kid 
oblivious to the fact that there's been a war going on. But Ong was talking about how Fine. there were Fire Nation people and there's all this shit going on with a smile on his face and being all like, and we're going to get people out of here. Zooey mama. Uh, and it just doesn't work. But once you get past that, you you become a little more accustomed to the way that M. Night Shyamalan has children perform, which is famously, and there's a history of it, awkward, awkward as fuck. Just, Does he yeah. interact with children? Does he know how they like talk and how they... I mean, if you watched the, any of his other movies like The Shining or The Happening, you no. they, they clearly does not ha- understand no. how children work. You you misquoted. You said The Shining. The Shining? Oh, yeah, that's shit. That's uh, That's Kubrick. Oh, fuck. What's it called? Science? Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense. <clears throat> we were talking about The Shining earlier. Yeah, we were. My bad. Yeah, it happens. Um, the sh- how, he, how he has kids talking in sixth sense and signs and uh, what's that other well, one lady in the water this kid not how children act not how ch- children talk and that happens in this movie which is horrible because it's a movie with children actors the whole t- way through and the the entirety of Av- uh, Avatar The Last Airbender the the show was that he was just a kid right a lot of like you bump into him. Oh, you're the avatar. You're just a kid. Oh, he's only 10 years old, you know? And like, what are these kids doing here? What are these little hooligans up to? You know, my cabbages, my cabbages. <laughs> yeah. I love him. How did I, I understand that things had to get cut, but you get rid of Boomy. How does Boomy end up on the cutting room floor? Boomy's the best. It could have been Boomy in the fucking earth kingdom being held prisoner. You know, it wouldn't have made sense, but like in the world they set up, might have. You know, they, they, they could have found a way. I feel like they just had too much to work with. Yeah. It, to it, cut. And like... The, like the, the entire freeing people in the Earth Kingdom is like a five-minute thing. It's really rushed and badly paced. The, the, in, a, in a very stunning like, turn of events, mm-hmm. the third act is the only part that feels properly paced out. Mm-hmm. They get to the Northern Water Tribe, and the last 45 minutes of the movie feels like really... Like a movie. Like a movie, yeah. <laughs> it took like everything else. Everything else was kind of just like... I, I would never have known. Like, if I watched them separately and did not put two and two together, I would have never connected the two. Like, because I didn't feel like they made sense together. Like, as Honestly, if, a you, source. if you saw the first hour and then the last hour, because it's a two-ish hour movie, if you saw the first half and the end of the second half, you wouldn't have understood that this was one movie. But yeah. that's kind of the nature of condensing an entire season down to one movie. I just... After, have... after the penis hair... <laughs> the penis hair was my favorite. Got to get that out of the way. Uh, UA. If you've never they seen this movie, said her name right. If you've never seen the movie, penis hair. There's penis hair. Absolute and I'm not, and, penis and, hair. And I cannot stress enough. Penis hair. Holy shit! It looks like a penis. An absolute penis. We like, should. Like, we should wow. screenshot that shit. Yeah, that's gonna be going on the Facebook page. Uh, when before penis I post hair. it, it's like it'll be like the here. Here's the movie we're talking about. This penis movie. hair. It looks like a fucking penis. There's like no way around it. There's absolutely no... And it's like they knew because they changed her hairstyle in the next fucking scene. 
<laughs> she lets her hair down. That, that, like, They're like, oh, that looks too much uh, like a dick. We already did the shots. <laughs> and there's more of that weird things being condensed down to make time for it with Soka, Soka. offering to uh, protect UA. Instead of fighting for... Instead of her. fighting against the, the army, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 Northern Water Tribe army. That was one of my favorite parts of the, the season was the entire Northern Water Tribe. That's when the the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender got really good, was when they got to the Northern Water Tribe. And the the conflict with uh, the water tri- the water bending master and Katara. Oh, yeah. um, one pa- of my favorite things Paku? in the show. Yeah, Paku. One of my favorite things in the show. It didn't make the cut. I, I get it. Because Katara was already a badass waterbender before she stepped up, and then he made her a master, basically. Yeah. Once she fought him. Like, she, with the Water Tribe scroll, was able to teach herself a lot of good stuff, and and Ong was able to Aang. put some stuff together. And then by the time she, by the time of the, she, they get to the Water Tribe and get tra- she gets trained, they become masters, basically. You know, but the thing of it is, they 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 come upon the the scroll yes. differently. I don't know. She if... stole it from the pirates from the first uh, back in the day and on the in the cartoon, but now like Momo the, the... somehow uh, miraculously no, 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 knocked no, 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 it down. No, no. Hold up, they weren't just. It wasn't Momo. Well, the Fire Nation down, confiscated basically. the fire. Sh- the Fire Nation confiscated all materials related to bending. Why they had a water bending scroll. That part is dumb, but there was a reason that it, there was like a reason that they came across it. You know, it wasn't just like it wasn't that Momo found it. Well, it, he kind of knocked it out of the, the little thing, specifically that one. Yeah, that was yeah. dumb. I would have like opened it and be like, OK, what the hell is this? OK, well, and then I cut I would have been like, oh, maybe like, OK, maybe they one could... of these is a water tribe scroll. Well, no, but OK, so think about it. If you your your tribes have specific insignias, they probably also have specific ways of closing like envelopes and things like that. They could have played up that sort of thing, like, oh, this looks like a water tribe emblem on this. I mean, you know, the scroll like had that. like blue shit on the side. Yeah, the, but, good enough. I but guess. that's not what they did. That's not what they did. Good enough, I guess. They just kind of stumbled across it, basically. They they even you know what this movie the movie even does. Uh, General Zhao trying to assassinate Zuko and then Zuko going on, you know, in hiding and getting, sneaking behind them to get to uh, the Northern Water Tribe. They do the whole uh, moon spirit thing mm-hmm. and they they mention the fact that they get the, the scroll from the, the library. The, yeah, the, the Great Library. The Great Library. With the which, owl. Which uh, the Great Library just kind of existed in the second season and they revealed that the Fire Nation was there. Mm-hmm. But here, they actually alluded to it. They set up the Great Library. And I think that's one point to this movie, which I think gives it three points. Zuko, Appa, Library. Appa was my favorite. Oh, yeah. He was a little little monstrous from the front. (sighs) Always just groaning and moaning. I fucking love him. No, that's not it. It's cute. I just, I, I, there you go. That's closer. There you go. That's closer. Channel I don't have my a... D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> what? That's the voice actor for Appa. Oh. From the cartoon, at least. I don't know if he did the movie. Yeah. How could you pass that up? It's the same studio. It's Nickelodeon. They could have got. If it's not him, it should be. 
care? I care enough to check. <laughs> You're checking. <sighs> Why not? I can do find and page. Do, I always forget that do, that's a thing on mobile. Do, 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 do. Yep. Boom, boom. D. Bradley Baker provided the, bo- the voice of Appa and Momo. He was uncredited, but it was him. I think that's bullshit that they didn't credit him. Assholes. And it happens in movies all the time. I know. I mean, it was him. Good enough, I guess. They did get, they did get that right, for <laughs> sure. Uh, and this does bring us to the big Fire Nation raid on the Northern Water Tribe, where they, they assassinate the, the Moon Spirit, which, because the Firebenders can't create fire, My he just girlfriend he stabs into the moon. Oh, yeah, that's the best line from the entire show. <laughs> that's rough. That's he rough, stabs buddy. he stabs the fish and I think that's a much like more that's a much more violent and awesome way to do it. That's and then that's sad and scary. It, yeah. It was a pretty dramatic moment. And then Iro, Iro fucking starts just he like sets his arms on fire and just like fucking rages. He's creating fire out of nothing. <laughs> One more point for this movie. They nerfed the firebenders, which made Iro, Iro. creating fire. Iro. Show you how powerful he was. Because he's a badass. Hell yeah. But I really don't understand. First off, white guy dreads. Um, the one white dude in the Fire Nation. The only white dude in the Fire Nation. They, like, but we, they we killed. Praised, we praised this movie for being consistent. And then, and then we Iro. shit on it. Iroh. White um, dude with dreads. Wait. But what really made me uh, frustrated by Iroh's character and the actor who played him was Iroh always had this like jolly like yeah. this jolly presence and this wise fat. well that too but <laughs> but they got this guy who just looks like a fucking like hippie who with, with dreads if you're saying jolly you mean fat well no like obviously okay but like even if he like, were thin, like when you say womanly, you mean big boobs. I'm gonna cut you. Yeah, go for it. I deserve that for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shing. Ow. <laughs> no, so um, like they could have cast somebody better. They and really needed to, cause now, like now he... hear me out. What? Hear me out. What? Great, Iro. Iro would have been. <laughs> hear me out. We both kind of agreed on this one. Jack though. Black. Yeah, because, okay, but he, okay, he doesn't have, like, if he kind of kept his voice, like, in a chest, vo- uh, like, down in the, keep it down there, you know, <laughs> you know, like, if he, imagine him as Santa. Imagine Jack Black as Uncle Iroh. No, but, like, that's what I'm saying, is, like, Jack Black playing Santa would be Iroh. Especially with, well, not anymore, he just cut it all off, but he's got the, he had that beard going for a while. Yeah, he shaved everything. God, he's, it's not great. Shh. He was my, he was my excuse. You don't have an excuse anymore for that bullshit you got growing on your face. It looks like fucking mold. (laughs) You look like a fucking tree with moss growing on it. It's good to be back, folks. (laughs) It's great to be back and recording again. You just missed the fucking, the degradation that I give you. Yeah, I'm into it. A little bit, you little um, slut. <laughs> I truly do believe that Jack Black, he would have committed to it too. 
Yeah, but he, he would also have had a good time. He would have loved it. He would have been great. Like, but like the thing is, like, Iroh, this this Iroh was all like serious and, but like the yeah. Iroh from the cartoon was like happy and passionate and like you know loving. It, it and, made it made when Iroh snaps at Zuko in Bossing Say. Oh yeah, so fuck. I cried. Yeah, I straight up cried. I have I I I, I know I talk about like being a crybaby, but like I hadn't cried while watching a movie crybaby. in a while. I haven't cried it like while watching something in a long time. I fucking cried when mm-hmm. Iroh yelled at Zuko. Mm-hmm. You never plan anything. He was disappointed. Oh, fuck. Oh, I, it made you touch into feelings about your dad, huh? Yeah. Oh, my my dad's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> He's never gonna hear this. Hi, dad. Um, <laughs> Just in case. Uh, hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> to to this movie's defense, and this is this is probably. I understand the hate that it get it gets. It I understand the, the criticism. I see what they were going for. They planted seeds. Not just like where of... they where they were going with future movies. I mean, they I had... see what they were attempting to do glimmers of of hope yeah they like they really did sprinkled they really did uh nestled in they really did show the martial arts connection to the bending that was one of the most like awesome things about the show is each different bending was a different form of martial arts i don't know enough to say if that's true in the movie but they didn't rely on the special effects they had they had choreography they had things going on they really did put effort into how actors moved. The fighting, se- the fight sequences were uh, static. Well, not static, but like one-shot cameras. You saw people moving, and I, you have to commend them for that. They they taught actors martial arts choreography and animated around it. They didn't just say, "All right, do this," and then we're going to replace you and then put the fire in. They they. They did do the work with the people. And, like, I see what they were doing with that. They did capture the idea that the martial arts was a part of the bending, the, the, I, the magic. I'm so sorry, but in my head, you know what they totally could have used, like, to, like, like, okay, you know how actors will sometimes, like, use props uh, in place of, like, CGI stuff, like, to, to be able to have something to work with? Yeah. So do you remember those like <laughs> Do you remember those sticky hands? <laughs> no, cuz nothing really did that. Well, the water could have like remember water whips. Oh yeah, they did do they did Okay, when we did get to the Northern Water Tribe and we saw like large groups of waterbenders doing shit, they did do some pretty big stuff. But everything felt was pretty small scale. Like mm-hmm. which I get what they were doing with that. They wanted it to feel more real. They they almost made a more realistic and d- almost darker adaptation. The it, the, it, the movie the 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 show in and of itself was pretty dark. Yeah, it gets pretty heavy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I really loved the lightheartedness that it was able to still portray. Right, because it was with, a cartoon. But it was also very like it was able to be serious. It was able to be emotional, but mm-hmm. it was also able to be funny. This movie could not balance that. Yeah. It, so they should have been more a little, a little more dark, a little more grim. They should have they, leaned into that. Yeah. If they were gonna have funny moments, 
No. Which they really like, did it. They, the they moments had that attempts they, at funny moments. The attempts that they had were stuck awkward. out. They stuck out. It was awkward. And it really hard. That okay, like, no, that part was great. Okay, but that was that was, <laughs> that was awkward. One guy. That was one guy, though. Yeah, you're right. But <clears throat> what else was like uh, an attempt at? Uh, when she, when when Katara tries to do the water bendy thing and then freezes Soka. Soka. And uh, that was like that didn't even make sense. You need to quit doing that because I just always get wet. Gross. <laughs> yeah, you do. This does bring us to the big confrontation with. Um, with Zuko and Ong. Ang. And Ong sneaks Ang. around and he gets behind him and he's all That was tiptoeing. one of actually my favorite scenes in the cartoon though. Some people hated that in the movie because he does this like when when Zuko turns around, Ong like Ang. I'm gesturing. I'm doing he does this like weird turn with him and is like just in his blind spot and people fucking hated it. But that was one of my favorite fucking scenes in in the cartoon because like that was really the only way to fight Zuko because yeah. he's constantly throwing fire in front of him. Yeah, Z- he can't do it from behind him. And like basically in the cartoon Aang was right behind him basically just like using him as a shield yeah. for himself. So and that was awesome to me. And my my defense of this moment is that Ong is an airbender. He's light on his toes. He's twinkle toes. He's twinkle toes. He would be able to stealth with such light feet. Mm-hmm. That's that's really it. That's really the oh, and he they save the we could have been friends moment for for this part. And it, yeah, it's, not it's when... powerful. <laughs> like it's pretty powerful in this moment too. Yeah. Well. Okay. So the actual quote was something along the lines of like something i can't remember exactly how it goes but he was basically like kind of talking to zuko while he was like half passed out it was after the blue spirit like he just found out that zuko is the blue spirit and ran off with them and zuko was barely coming to by a lake basically ready ready to capture ang again like for himself and ang was like ready to take off going like don't do you think we could have been friends or something like that. Yeah, and it, it does plant that seed in the first... It, like, it does plant the seed early, but if there were two more movies, that does plant the seed in the right point. Yeah. And it, it's, it, I do think it's a powerful moment. Uh, UE. UA. UA. Mm-hmm. It really? That's how it was, UA. UA? The, UA. UA uh, gives herself to, to become the moon spirit. <laughs> She, I'm so she, sorry. She she becomes the moon. I'm gonna become the moon. Uh, and I'm in a relationship with the moon. And Ong taps Aang. into the spirit world, talks to the dragon, which, which the dragon's not really. I don't really, 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 really remember yeah. that from the cartoon. He he spoke with the spirit of Avatar Roku and convened with spirits. There was no like one spirit, except for, like the face dealer at one point. Oh, the, that guy freaked me the fuck yeah, out. That part was fucking creepy. Um, and Ong talks to the dragon Aang. that tells him to show them the power of the ocean. And in, in Avatar The Last Airbender, Aang is gifted the power of the ocean by the spirits and becomes this big old water kaiju and single-handedly destroys like half the ships and just like turns the tide of battle, metaphorically. Here, he taps into the Avatar state and turns the tide literally by creating a massive tsunami, just a big wave. And holds it in place. Yeah, and he's like pushing it towards them and it's like, a wave's going to come crashing down on all these ships and they start retreating. But he holds it. And he's like, back off. And this is the moment where the music was just not 
Right. It feels like it needed to be more powerful and like... It was emotional, but it was sad. It was like... Think... Okay. So, remember in like The Lion King where Simba finds Mufasa? That emotional music. Oh, shit. Don't yeah. Even, don't even do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. that, he fucking cuddles. He like gets in there dad, with his dad. Oh, Wake up! Hold on. Let me let me do this. I can. Oh shit! Dad, does our Wake next up, dad. does our next movie dad. have to be the new Lion King? Actually, I've seen it in theaters and I me actually too. loved it. I liked it. I hate it. one thing. I, oh well, I think it might have to be. I liked it. I loved it, except for one one thing. What Scar's song? Oh yeah, it was terrible. That was terrible. I cr- I I was almost in tears because it was made me so mad because that is literally my f- one of my favorites villain songs ask oh i was gonna say ask randall (laughs) but (laughs) no like we were driving somewhere (sighs) and uh uh we were talking about how uh elton john versus billy joel (laughs) and i said elton i i was like all elton john because like you don't really know who who knows many billy joel songs because beyond we didn't start the fire and um piano man okay you're right so but then i bust out some some elton john and i start playing some elton john and then underneath it it said recommended you know for your listening uh it had lion king soundtrack so i busted that out and then i started listening to scars be prepared and i was like singing along every single word and going all out i was into it man you're probably going to cut that, aren't you? No, 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 because this is going to be important setup for when we do get to Lion King. Mm-hmm. Shit. <gasps> My brother has a Disney Plus uh, subscription. Okay. I'm going to get it from him so I can watch Hamilton because I have been all about Hamilton this week. We, I want to watch I that waited too. four years to listen to Hamilton. It is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Any who's it's. Um, the Tsunami. Yeah. I think that's far more powerful and a better uh, I resolution actually agree than with you the there. giant water ka- ka- kaiju. I, I agree with you there. Um, it, it sh- it's literally the power of the ocean. It's not the... The music the, is sad. <laughs> the, I feel like they took the line about the power of water coming from emotions and meant you are sad because your family's dead. Everybody you know is dead. Use that. Use that. However... Do a heckin' sad. Do a heckin' sad and be the ocean. You know, that's not, that wasn't the right choice. Let your emotions flow and like then, diarrhea. And then it ends... With the Water Nation tribe bowing to the Avatar. Avatar. And Ong earlier Aang. told the story about when he was told he was the Avatar, all the monks bowed to him, and he was supposed to bow back as the Avatar to be like... Avatar. You know... Basically accepting that. Yeah, accepting like, that he, his role in uh, then, maintaining peace. So everybody bows to him, and he bows back at the end, because he ran away. And I, when when you hear I ran away in, in and the, I ran in the cartoon I ran so far away in the cartoon he like <laughs> sneaks off which is what I my anticipate like my in, interpretation of run away you don't literally run when the monks ran when the monks bowed he booked it he was like he turned around and physically ran <laughs> and, and he ran he ran so far away <laughs> so. That was pretty stupid, but it for a hundred years, it comes full circle because they bow to him. The Water Nation tribe bows, and he bows back, showing that he is the Avatar. He's Avatar. going to bring balance to the four nations. 
and we never got the sequels because it it was a, it it bombed horribly. Uh, and then we get the setup for Azula. And yeah. God, she looks she looks the part. She looks the part. I, I I don't know if you caught that, but she's like she looks like she's got that like maniacal yeah. smile, like devious smile. Like I will control the world. Am I the only person that is upset that we never got we never got the follow up? I mean, you can't really follow up something that doesn't have an audience. No, you. I mean, sure you could. Like we do. Who's watching Sesame Street now? Who's watching us? Uh, who's who's listening to us? Hey, you're right. <laughs> we do follow-ups all the time, but who listens to us? Yeah, if you're out there and you're listening, thank you. Or something. Thank you or something. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you to listen to us. I'll get you a candy bar. Get you a candy bar. So <laughs> speaking of candy bar, Jacqueline. No. How many Jack Snacks do you give Last Airbender? Um, It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't great so i'm gonna go with two and a half i have to admit this better now this movie is as bad as it it is bad cannot deny that i enjoyed it well that's because i was here to make some good jokes yeah that's the that's the key difference i do good jokes i give it i give it a strong two just a two I gave it a higher rating than you. Well, because I don't, I don't want to do halves, really. I don't, I don't feel like... Well, you know, you want to save the rest of that snack for later. Yeah. What, what snack are you giving it? Um, I didn't really want to do that. You, I, I'm are you done? Out of ideas. <laughs> I'm running out of ideas for candies. That's why I just use Jack Snacks. Yeah, I give it a two. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's enjoyable, but it's bad. Just the, like Cats. Yeah, well, Cats is bad. But and it was enjoyable. I don't think I could rewatch Cats. I could. I, I could, could do probably it. watch this again, though. Uh, Not right now. No. God no. God no. It's uh, it's bad. The last act is really where it stands on its own. But it can't hurt you anymore. Give it a shot. It won't hurt you. All right. It won't hurt you anymore. <laughs> Man, it's. It feels good to be recording again. I'm so happy. Yeah. My life, is, been, my life is back. It's I'm back, been sad. Baby. I'm back. I haven't been able to see you in like over a month. I've missed you. I know. I'm and, great. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you miss me? Any who's it. <laughs> um, so until would, next time. Until, yeah. Until next until time. Next time. Julie, do the thing. <laughs> <laughs>